This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. Good morning, Charlie. Hey, welcome back, Frank. Well, thank you very much. We're so and, glad you're here, oh. actually. <laughs> I understand you were hot-footing it around the studio. To I had to do everything Get last the week. phone numbers. Oh, and, man. Oh, I know. Run the microphones. Oh, like, oh. You hear the violins I, I in totally the background. I totally missed you. Yeah. Oh, boy. But uh, just before we start the show, if I may, just take a moment uh, in reference to uh, the passing of my wife, Di, um, happened on, uh, well, a week ago, uh, Monday, uh, and uh, I have had so many people contact me via email, uh, and uh, I apologize for not answering right away, I just, uh, but, and Facebook, I'm, I'm trying to learn Facebook, so be patient, particularly there, oh, yeah. and all the guys and gals here at the station have been so good to me, but in particular, I want to thank three people, uh, my two sons, Kelly and Toby, who have been my pillars of strength, and they've held me up through all of this. And uh, my best friend in the world uh, has arrived from uh, Bristol, England, John Brierley. He's in the studio with James Patrick Dooley trying to keep, keep James out of trouble. Out of tru- yeah, yeah, somebody has to look Good after luck, James. Good luck, John. Uh, he is here and staying with me until uh, October 30th. So, so yeah. that being said, uh, I, I had to get back to work because... Yes. I just had to. Uh, and you know? like I said, I missed you totally, and I'm glad you're okay. back. Okay. So it's, you know what it is for me? It's, uh, this is cathartic, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to have tons of fun, yep. and you and I are going to have the usual fun we usually carry on with. Well, all of sorts course. Of silly stuff. There's always lots of silly stuff. Well. And speaking of silly stuff, I was checking my Twitter feed as I was uh, oh, coming yes. into the station, and I noticed that the Farmer's Almanac has posted uh, through Twitter... Mm. <clears throat> What today is best for? Because oh. of course you know they're big into calendars, right? They're oh, sure. they're right on top of everything and everything. when to do things and you know moon mm-hmm. phases and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So just so you know, yeah. if if you weren't sure what today was good for, today is good to cut your hair to retard growth, to mow to retard growth. So that might be important for oh, people. Yeah. Dig post holes today. Harvest. Pick apples and pears. Quit smoking. Perform demolition, wash wooden floors, no other floors, just wooden floors, paint, get married, start a diet to lose weight, ask for a loan, entertain friends, host a party, and kill plant pests today. Oh, all of that? All of that. Today, it's good well, for all of that. Well, that last one means that you have to bump me off, kill pe- plant pests. You're not a plant uh, pest. Actually, uh, uh, the, you saw it. Uh, yeah, you saw it with your own saw. eyes. The master gardener went over to my place Shock. and saw this wonderful plant that I can never remember Medinilla. the name of. 
Medinilla. Uh, and it's thriving. Looking good. Yeah, yeah looking you're good. doing a really good job with it. So you are not a pest of plants. You're yeah. clearly, a, you know, <laughs> being a steward of the plants, a which is steward. great. I like that term. Okay, Thank there you, you very go. much. Uh, you know, before you get to oh, all numbers. your numbers. Oh, numbers. Yes, you see? Yes, you see. I know. Your I job. Know. Your exactly. job. Get and to you it. Exactly. You stole it from yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, for Toronto uh, area listeners, it is 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. And, of course, that's a completely free charge. Uh, call in. And, oh, the mantra. Got to give that. Call early, call often, one question per call, or Patrolman Proctor will pull you over to the side of the road and give you a mm, ticket. Give yeah. a ticket, exactly. Okay. Missed you last oh, week. Uh, okay. And, and let, let folks, uh, James Dooley is the guy you're going to be talking to right away. Uh, let James know that uh, if you're a first-time caller, then we haul out the wind chimes to welcome you. That's right. Okay. And, and give you your garden wings. Yeah. Okay, Charlie, uh, take uh, it away for your notes. Notes. Uh, since there's so little time, let's just go directly to one okay. big item okay. coming up shortly. And this one you need to mark on your calendars. November the 1st, it is the first ever Streetsville Horticultural Society Native Tree Planting Event. Uh-huh. So that's pretty fun. 10 o'clock in the morning, location is the Pynchon Farm property, which is 4415, so 4415 Mississauga Road, the Leslie Log House, mm. just south of Eglinton, north of the 403. Everybody is invited to come and help because, of course, the help is required to get these trees off to a good start. Uh, examples, the kind of help that's required is digging holes, using sledgehammers and pliers, spreading mulch, carrying buckets of water. So if you have two hours to give to this very worthwhile event, head on over to, as I said, 4415 Mississauga Road for 10 a.m. November the 1st. Bring your tools, your gloves, and dress for the outdoors. Refreshments and hot dogs will be provided by the Streetsville Hort Society. And for updates, you can go to their website, streetsvillehort.ca. What day of the week is November That's a 1st? Saturday. A Saturday. Yes. Okay. Thank you. There you go. Well, is that it for the moment? Uh, from, from now, yes. Well, isn't I, I've eaten up so much of her time. <laughs> She's kicking me under yes. the table now. This is the garden show. Yes, it all. is. Yes. Where's the garden show? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, welcome to the garden show. And the host is Charlie Dobbin. And you are the sous chef I or the, the undergardener. undergardener. Yes, all righty. Uh, we're going to get clear. to our calls. Uh, and I think, oh, my gosh, they're all lined up. Uh, I'll get to see them in just a couple of moments yeah. and talk to the folks and welcome you. In the meantime, though, we have... Have a little message about a favorite product that uh, Charlie and I both do, and because uh, I take three pills every in the day morning, in the morning, I, I take, take three. yeah in the morning. Yeah, it works yeah. best for me too. And so I can do my exercise. I'm yes. doing my exercising now. All, All right. right. So yep. why, why is he punching oh, me? And this oh my goodness! Yikes! Yeah. I'm not going to mm. watch this. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had my. My suit on. My yes, that lycra is lycra really suit. good. Yes. Shiny. Uh, okay, but he's actually... Super soul man. <laughs> the reason Frank is being silly and doing exercises in the middle of the garden show is because he rem- remembered to take his Sierra Sill today. Completely natural mineral supplement helps both of us move with ease. Pain-free joints and kickboxing, exercises, Absolutely. gardening, dancing, whatever it is you want to do, you can do it. We can do it. Mm-hmm. It might work for you just like it works for us. For more information, go to sierrasill.ca or give them a call. They're in Vancouver, one joint 14 And they're really, really nice people to yeah. talk to. And how is that spelled, Frank? <laughs> S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. 
Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Oh my goodness, Frank, Frank not plugged in his headphones. He thought we were on the air for the last five minutes. Anyway. It's okay. <laughs> All right, we're now on the air. We are now on the yeah, air. Yeah. Well, <laughs> bit of a scramble. Yeah. We're, we're going to be the next commercial break. Yes. You and I are going to make a break for the main control room. Okay. And do the show from there because we've got a weird. If you're hearing a weird sound coming through behind yeah. us, <laughs> sounds like crickets almost. Yeah. And I love it, crickets. I do too, except I I have uh, that condition in uh, uh, tinnitus. Oh. Yeah. So okay. my ears ring all I hear that's all the oh, time. Sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bats oh, in the belfry. Wow. Well, let's get going here. Isabel yeah, yeah. is online and yes. good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Morning, Isabel. Why don't I turn the radio off? Oh, okay. good idea. Yeah. And I'm okay. hearing must be a first time uh, caller. Oh, welcome. Charlie, my my question is about uh, hibiscus. Mm-hmm. I have two plants that are in large pots outside, Mm -hmm. and I'd like to bring them inside to see if I can winter them. Mm -hmm. Can they be split in half? Uh, uh, You mean the plants split in half? Yeah, the roots? No. No, No, it'd be like trying to split a shrub in half. Um, Hibiscus are are quite woody plants, particularly when they get old. The one thing you can do is take cuttings. If the plants are just too big... Uh, it is a bit late in the year, but it's still doable because hibiscus are extremely vigorous. Where where are you calling from? I'm calling from north of Barrie. Oh, north of Barrie. So if if they're still outside now, you definitely, if you want to keep them alive, should get them in undercover tonight, whether yeah. they're in the house well, or do, in the garage. I, I, on cold nights, I pull them into the garage. Okay, good, because it's going to be cold tonight. Yeah. Even where, you know, in Richmond Hill, I'm, I think it's going to be at least zero where I live. Oh, so it's I think, yeah, minus. I think we'll get frosty. Yeah, where you are. So uh, if, if they're just too big to try and get into the house, I would just take a bunch of cuttings. You know, uh, where, where do you cut from them? the tips. Uh, you want about six inches of, of branch or stem. Uh, if there's any flower buds attached, you want to cut those off. So you just want stem cuttings with leaves. Uh, Take as many as you want. Cut every tip back if you want, a six-inch length. And then strip the lower leaves. And where the leaves have come from, the little bumps on the stems, are called nodes. And what you want to do is get those nodes underwater in a glass or a jar of water. And give them a couple weeks. You should see some roots starting to grow from where the leaves were. And at that point, you can then pot them up. Oh, isn't that great? But do put them in a sunny windowsill in your home so that they're you know nice and bright, yeah. and that will encourage the, the roots to get growing. Well, they're, they're still outside because they're loaded with buds, and I, I was know. trying to bring them into flower before I had to bring them in. Well, that's it. I know. So, I mean, if you need help to bring them in and you know, that way keep the flowers and enjoy them, because they will flower for the next you well, know, month or more. what I'll do... I'll, I'll bring them in, yeah, put them somewhere, but yeah. I'll also take the cuttings. Yeah, and at, so as the flowers finish, then you've got branches with no buds. Because yeah. it's always such a shame to cut them off. Right. I always want to see them. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks thank for you, your call. Your program. Oh, thank you. Great. And I enjoy, I enjoy your sense of humor, both of you. Oh, bless your heart. Thank, thank you. you very much, Isabel. Okay, bye-bye. All righty. Uh, that's what you like to hear first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah that's right. I never, I always yeah. think I'm like the straight person, and you're, you know, well, you're the funny guy. 
<laughs> what do you mean I'm not straight? Wait a minute. <laughs> what do you tell? Huh? Never. What do you tell? Well, oh, geez. It's the impressions. Okay. <laughs> you do great impressions. <laughs> yeah. Stop that. Yeah. Damien yeah. is waving at me from oh, the other room. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Here we are. Uh, AM 740. Zoomer mm-hmm. Radio. Broadcasting live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Let's take uh, another call here just before we get, sure. have to take another break for commercials. Mm-hmm. So I'll shut up and... Uh, Let's welcome Shelley to the line. Hey, Shelley. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this lovely, cloudy morning? Well, hey, you know, pretty darn good. Yeah, actually, it's windy. The leaves are coming down, but the colors are great. Oh, my backyard, all I have is green and gold. Oh. No, no other colors showing. My maple is still as green as green. It's- oh, really? Where are you calling from? St. Catherine. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's why. Oh, Banana yeah. belt and all that. <laughs> What's your hibiscus morning, Charlie? Okie doke. Um, I brought my hibiscus in already, mm-hmm. and I washed it, and I sprayed it with the, the buggy stuff, you know, mm-hmm. so there's no bugs, mm-hmm. spider mites and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But I have a little itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, something-or-rather bug. It's black, and it, it came out of nowhere. I, I don't know where it came from. Uh- and the where buds, um, mine aren't as big as the other ladies. Um, the buds uh, uh, come as white, and then the bugs get on them and they turn black. They're totally black. Oh, sorry. The little bugs are are like are white black. or clear, and then they turn black. The the, the buds. Oh, buds. Black oh. from the bugs. Oh, I see. Okay, so so and so the the insects are all clustering on the buds, and there are some on the leaves as well. And I, it seems to have traveled from one plant to all three of them. So they like hibiscus, whatever yeah. they are. So and I'm wondering, how do I get how do I get rid of it? Mm-hmm. Because I've treated it already, like the way you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Or am I just supposed to throw them out? Like, well, hold on. Do these do, do? do these insects fly? Do they have wings? I have not seen any fly, okay. and there's no sign on the on the plants of spiders or no. any other bugs, only these little teeny-weeny black yeah. things. Yeah, okay, so that's no worries. Um, when insects are clustered on the newest growth, so the tips or the buds on the plant, yeah. we right away, the first thing I suspect is aphids. And I know you treated, like you said, you washed the plant thoroughly before you brought them in, or all the plants before you brought them in, but it is likely, certainly possible, that there was an egg, even one egg, of an aphid egg on one of the plants, which has since hatched, and they can, uh, they're quite good at reproducing, uh, with or without a mate. So um, what I would do is each of these plants, I would take them into the bathroom, into the, um, put them in this, into the bathtub, you don't need anything strong power. You could use what? What did you spray with when you, before you brought them in? Um, the, the 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 stuff for killing the spider mites and and like the soapy stuff. You okay, know that, yep. that you're supposed to spray the plants yep. with when you bring them in to, to stop the bugs. Sure. So assuming you still have some of that spray. Yes. You're going to use that spray again on each of these plants individually, but do it well in the bathtub so you can spray thoroughly so these plants are dripping. Yes. On contact, that soap will kill those bugs. All right? So right away, they're all going to die. So you're going to do that spray. You're going to wait 10 minutes. Then you're going to rinse off all that soap and with some clear water. Put the plants into your sunny location. Again, if you can, if you have other plants, it would isolate them so that you don't have them uh, potentially infect, infecting each other. Yeah. So isolation would be nice. And then wait 10 days, write it on the calendar, and then do the whole thing again in 10 days. 
Oh, okay. okay. And, and they're an aphid, even though they're black? Oh, bla- uh, aphids come in all colors. <laughs> oh, I didn't Every know that. Every color of the rainbow. Well, how about that? Yeah. Now, Shelley, before you go away, I just, I, I know you started out your conversation with the term itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, and I can guarantee <laughs> you that many people out there were thinking of this. <laughs> she was afraid to come out of the locker she was as nervous as she could be. Yes, she I know. I'm of that era. <laughs> Have yeah. a great day, my love. Thank you. Thank you oh, so much. There we go. Good luck with it that. It was a... Bless yeah. you. Thanks. It was an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow that gave me my first real smile of the morning. Thank you, Shelley, so much. Right. Now, we're going to come back in just a couple of moments, uh, Charlie, you and mm-hmm. I. Uh, you to answer the questions, of course. Yes, and you to, to wreak havoc, yes. Yes, <laughs> as usual. And we're going to have a first-time caller on the air, so get those wind chimes ready, James, and we'll return after these words. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, and exclusively on Zoomer Radio, yes, AM indeed. 740. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I stepped right in that woman's throat. A horrible thing That's to why do. She didn't scream. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> and Frank Proctor here, <laughs> the sous chef of the garden. Oh, mm. Lordy. Um, and likely to remain sous for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> under, under, under gardener now. Uh, and I just wanted to remind the folks of the phone number. We do have one, one line that's open right now, which is really unusual. 416 mm-hmm. here in Toronto. Anywhere else in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. Okay, let's take our next caller and say hi to another first-time caller, mm-hmm. Susan from St. Catharines. Hi, Susan. Good morning, Frank and Charlie. Welcome, Susan. What a lovely day, if you like uh, the wind and the rain and the beautiful trees. <laughs> That's right. It's not going to rain all day, too. It's going to clear no, up I a bit, think I think. it'll clear up. But my question has to do with the uh, maple trees mm-hmm. in our area. They are loaded with tar spots. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing you say that uh, when they fall, rake them up, yep. mulch them, put them on your garden. My question is, can I use those leaves with tar spots in the garden? Okay, that's actually a great question. The, um, this year, because of the amount of moisture we've had and the cool weather, we have unprecedented amount of foliar disease. Not just the tar spot, that's an obvious one that we can all see, mm-hmm. but there's just a lot going on disease-wise on the leaves of the trees. All of those diseases are fungal diseases. All of those um, diseased leaves can inoculate for future generations of leaves and keep these diseases going. And that's what tar spot does, right? It overwinters, just the little black spots mm-hmm. on the leaves, overwinters. And then in the spring, when it starts to rain, microscopic spores are uh, released from those black spots up onto the naked maples who don't have any leaves yet, but the little buds uh, receive the, uh, those little microscopic spores. Before you know it, the tar spot is well entrenched for another season. So that, this is always the debate. There, there's two ways to look at it. One is remove every leaf from your property that has any evidence of disease in an effort to minimize next year's problems. Mm-hmm. 
The other option, and this is the option I go by, is rake up every leaf on your property, get your mulching lawnmower out, chop up those leaves so they're nice and small, get them back out into the garden, not on the lawn, of course, but on the garden, and uh, make sure that you've got you know, good organic material around, you know, you've got some manure, you've got compost, and those leaves will be well decomposed before they can do any damage next spring. Okay. Okay, oh, so it's one or the other. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I do compost, mm-hmm. um, so I will get that working. Mm. And, um, well, there's not lots of leaves yet because, as you say, we are in the banana belt here yeah. in St. Catharines. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we're about half dropped here in this area, so uh, we've, got, <laughs> we've got lots of raking to do and still oh, lots, to, lots to go. <laughs> it will be coming. We have to build up our strength and stamina <laughs> to uh, tackle the project. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your call, Susan. And like I say, it's, everybody kind of has to make a decision on that, whether they're raking and removing or raking and mulching. But one way or the other, you've got to do something with those leaves. Well, thank you very much for okay. your time. Okay, thanks, thanks for your call. And uh, just as I'm thinking, I'm looking across the studio at my mm-hmm. buddy John, mm-hmm. who is from uh, Bristol, England, mm-hmm. and he has just torn down a shed and uh, bought a new one, but he had two. Now, and that old shed place uh, is now he's turning into uh, a, garden. a vegetable garden. Oh. So there are folks who, of course, listen to podcasts yes. here of the show. Yes. Uh, and on the internet, they listen to us yes. live. Does John, now, or do you do the internet, John? Yes. You do? Yeah. Excellent. So yeah. Nodding doesn't work in radio, oh, John. Yes. That's, that's right. <laughs> but, you know, uh, even folks internationally, yeah. you know. Uh, well, you know, and in England, gardening is in everybody's blood. Like, it's just, yeah. gar- like, here it's like a big deal if people garden. It's like they're making a big choice to do some gardening. Whereas in England, and my sense is that you don't even think twice about gardening, about putting out some flowers or planting a vegetable or just. Got to do it. Exactly. Got to do it, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's not like a chore. It's, it's not even a choice. It's just like breathing, right? Gardening. It's a chore, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, good stuff. Okay. So, uh, yeah. so Podcasts, there you are. good point. Mm-hmm. And the, so the website is mzmedia.com. Com. Com. Dot com. And you'll search on our website. Search for me. Like, or search for The Garden Show or search for Charlie Dobbin. Either one. So yep. you can go through hosts or you can go through shows. Uh, once you get to either one of those destinations, you will be able to uh, click on this show will be posted usually by Monday and all the past shows are archived. So, John, and, you can hear yourself next week. Uh, or no, when you go back on the 30th. I can hear myself nodding next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, so on with the show we go. Uh, Jessica online from uh, Toronto, and good morning, Jessica. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Jessica. My question for you is regarding an orchid. I received an orchid. It had two branches, I'm going to call them, or stems. Mm-hmm. With full blooms, now the blooms fell off on both of them, but there's a bud mm-hmm. on each one. Excellent. So how often do I water it? Do I give it food? <laughs> do I cut it? Does this thing need sunlight? Care. Love and care. I heard something about rainwater is best. Oh, it is for sure. Somebody else told me to put it in the direct sunlight for an hour a day. Yeah. Somebody says, don't put it by a door where you open it no, or you go true. in and out because I don't like the draft. That's true. What do I do? <laughs> so this <laughs> plant... Is... Oh, there's... I got a new... A new leaf came out. Oh, nice. So you're obviously doing something right. I the, have no idea. <laughs> no, and there was no instructions by the sounds of it on the plant when you got when you got, were given it, this orchid. So, yes, I, I, I received it as, 
as a gift, mm-hmm. but it was in full bloom, both stems there. Both nice. Stems. All right, yeah. so, okay, so as those buds or those flowers turned brown and shriveled up and fell off, uh, you still had the green stems standing there. Yes. Now, you, as long as those stems are green, leave them alone. Okay. If you see some brown, it'll always start at the tip, browning, right. and the brown and the stem will shrivel and, and be, you know, shrink. At the tip, there's a bud on each one. Yep, so that, all that means is that you've got more buds coming. So okay. no trimming until, there's, until that stem is brown right to the bottom, leave it alone. Okay. And that could be months from now. Okay, okay, so... In terms of a light, you should have it in a window. It doesn't have to be direct sun. As a matter of fact, it prefers to be in an eastern or a northern window. Uh, are you in an apartment? Like, do you have a No, access? it's a house. You're in the a house. It faces south, so I, there, it gets a lot of... Um... So don't put it right in the south window. Either put it in the north window or have it st- sit back from the south window, at least or, 10 feet. Or Eight. there's a, a west window that it gets maybe afternoon sun yeah, around... Again. Four o'clock? Yeah, well, that would be... If it's a west window, it would be, probably get more than, than four o'clock. But, you, you know, it bottom line is it doesn't really... It just wants a bright spot. It doesn't okay. want direct sunlight. Okay. So if it's west or south, it's all good, but five, six feet away from the window is oh, where okay. you're going to locate it. Okay. No drafts. Whoever told you that, it's absolutely correct. No hot drafts, no cold drafts. So don't sit it on a TV. Don't put it near a vent. No windows, no doors that are opening... Tropical oh. plants want nice, steady room temperature, no extremes. Then I better leave it on the west window. Okay. And for watering, what you're going to do is, depending on how often, like what your temperatures are in your room and how much sun it's in, uh, it could be every 10 days, could be every 7 days, but I, I immerse the entire plant into rainwater, if you have it, in a okay. bucket, and just uh, immerse the, the whole pot right underwater. Let it, you know, hold it down until all the air bubbles stop coming out, and then let the, the plant drain in your sink, and then back into its location for for whatever seven. So when I immerse it in this water, then the leaves would be covered as well. Sure, loves it. Loves to have its leaves covered in water. Oh, not for okay. a long time, but just for a few minutes. Wonderful for raising the humidity. Okay, and how f- should I give it any orchid food? Should I buy orchid food? You could buy some orchid food. <clears throat> when it is flowering like it is now and it's clearly happy, you could use orchid food as long as it's flowering, but follow the instructions very, very clearly in terms okay. of the mix. Okay? Okay, okay sure. You're good. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Have yourself a nice <laughs> Okay, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank and, you. Um, I love your show. I, I try to listen to it every Saturday morning. Well, Thank you've you. got very good taste. That's what I say. <laughs> well, so do you, Frank. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Come on, don't don't shortchange yourself. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks. Um, Thank and you. another point, maybe uh, yeah, the, with the watering idea. Yes. If if you don't have any rainwater, and a lot of people don't, mm-hmm. have, even you have to run a, a bucket of uh-huh. water and leave it out yes. overnight to get the kind of room temperature, right? Room temperature, and, and also you'll and, find that the, the minerals. And the yeah. fluoride will disperse exactly. into the air. My goodness, See, I, you're I, getting good. I listen. Well, I listen to a garden show oh, okay. uh, every oh, week, right here. Oh. Yeah, honest, got to do. You listen. I listen. I'm having a tough time I believing know, that. I know. You're so busy okay. doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a lady in Brampton just anxious to talk to you, Charlie. Okay. So let's welcome Joan to the show. Hi, Joan. Oh, hi, Frank. Good morning. Um, and hi, Charlie. Frank, uh, let me say, first of all, that you are our favorite on-air personality. Oh, jeez. So let's get that done first. And I'm going to give you Moses Neimer's phone number. Yes. Uh, oh, okay. no. <laughs> Thank you very much. Charlie, I'm, I'm, I'm calling about some portulaca. 
Uh-huh. Uh, last summer, not this past one, but the year before, yes. I had a portulaca hanging plant. Oh, yeah, okay. And I just uh, got rid of it at the end of the year because I understand that they, they're an annual, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know what happened, but this year, I guess some seeds must mm-hmm. have blown into my patio stones or Ooh. something, and I have... Gorgeous portulaca growing yeah. in between yeah. the patio stones. Lovely. They, it is. It's just gorgeous. And they have spread so much all in one corner. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at them now, and I'm wondering, what do I do with all this greenery and bloom? Do I cut it off before the winter, or do I just leave it? Well, would you like to see that again next year, perhaps? The, the seeds Well, do you dispersion? think it will come back next year? It could. It probably, one of the reasons it served, the seeds survived was because of the snow we had last year, right? That snow helped protect the seeds that were under the snow, and then when the snow melted, we had lots of moisture, and they, Portulaca love a hot, sunny, dry, you know, well-drained spot, and that's why they've thrived in your patio stones. Oh. So it is likely that it'll happen again, assuming that we get, you know, a, a winter where there's good snow cover and the seeds can survive. Okay. So if you wish to potentially have this happen again, I would just leave them, leave the portulaca alone. Oh, just leave it. Don't, yeah. don't, don't worry about pulling it out. Just leave it alone. Let this, you know, eventually we're going to have hard enough frost that everything's just going to turn to mush. Yeah. And then you could go out there and they'll probably either sweep out or rake out at that point, just if you like to clean up before winter. Otherwise, you know, again, they could stay there until next spring. And again, they'll, they'll come out very easily then. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Well, I, w- I was shocked because, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I saw this little sprig of green, yeah. and it looked like portulac, and I yeah. wasn't sure, and I left it alone, yeah. and by golly, I've got some gorgeous portulac yeah, in between great. the stones. It's great. Great idea. I think yeah. we, should, we should probably, you know, market well, that idea. I, I've got to go on the uh, Google uh, Let's portulac. Let's trademark I, I have no oh, idea. Yeah, I yeah. have to work that Pretty? computer for you and show you. Oh, here, I've when, when James typed in uh, uh, portulaca, uh, uh, from Joan in Brampton, I looked at uh, what the heck is Jimmy? Yeah, what the heck? Uh, <laughs> no, so I've got to, I've got to look that up. Yeah, and he's well, got it's, it spelled it's wrong so too. So pretty because it's like little baby roses, fur and feathers. <laughs> Keep going, it's all right. Yeah, they're like little roses. They come yeah. in all colors except blue. There's no blues or purples, but there's pink and red and white and orange. Yeah, they're, it's lovely, and they close up at night. Yeah, yeah. They come out in the morning and they close up at night. Yeah, yeah. Great. Anyway, Thanks, thank John. you very much, Charlie. I will leave it alone and right. hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. That's great, Let us know. Thanks. So, okay. So Bye-bye. if anybody Have a great day. out there wants to Google that, Portulaca, P O R T. U-L-A-C-A, Port-U-L-A-C-A. Oh, very good. It's a really yeah. pretty annual, and it's, it's um, a succulent, so uh-huh. meaning the leaves are very, very thick, and it holds moisture in its leaves, so the last thing it wants is a moist spot or shade. It wants oh. hot sun, really? well hey, that's, That sounds like something I'd like. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, me and watering. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Anywho. Not big on the list. Yeah, it isn't. You are listening to The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And uh, the co-host. Oh, no, wait. Oh, I did it again. See, I'm trying to. I am the undergardener, the sous chef of the, the garden, Frank Proctor. Continues. I know. I keep trying to steal her show, uh, but we have to take a little bit of a break right now. Uh, and uh, maybe we'll should give back. the numbers before. That'd be a good idea. Uh, okay, in Toronto, four one six. 
1-866-740-4740. And then anywhere else in the province, toll free, my friends, 1-866-740-4740. Back in just a few moments. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. You know, when I worked in uh, Lindsay, Ontario, a great little town, uh, mm-hmm. I'd passed through the place we're going to be uh, talking to uh, a resident of. Wow, what the heck? Yeah, that was fancy. What the hell was that trying to say? The place. Yeah, Yeah, wait a minute. (laughs) I took off on a side road, and I didn't know how to get back. Uh, Sunderland, lovely little town. Okay, good. That was your point. Nancy's not only from Sunderland, but she's a first-time caller. Oh, and she'll never call again. That is the longest intro I have ever done ever in my life. Nancy, welcome to the show. You were passing through Sunderland, were you? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, welcome, Nancy. Hi, how are you? Great. What's going on at your place? Um, I'm just wondering about dahlias, the dinner plate dahlias. Yes. Do you um, pull them out, or will they come back next year? They will not come back next year unless, <clears throat> excuse me, unless you uh, protect them for the winter. Oh. So what you're going to do is, have you had a frost yet? Is the uh, flowers? Uh, not yet. <laughs> At some point, the foliage and the flowers are all going to turn to mush and just collapse to the ground. Yeah. When that happens, it's because it will have been a hard enough frost. So you'll go out there with your digging fork or a shovel, but preferably a fork. You'll lift the tubers because the whatever you planted is there, but it's probably three or four times bigger than when you planted it. Mm-hmm. So the, the tubers are there. You'll lift them up. You'll... What I usually do is I'll just lift them up, carefully break or remove whatever soil you can, not not extensively because they're all still too soft when you pull them up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Lay them on some newspaper. If you have a garage or a um, you know a shed, someplace where you can put them so they're out of any out of the weather, mm-hmm. let them be for three or four days, just out of the weather. There, the soil will dry. You go back, then you can clean them up a bit better. Take off any chunks of soil, cut off any of that mushy foliage, any big roots that are hanging off. Just a bit of a cleanup, and then the tubers uh, need to be buried into. Something sterile, it could be peat moss, it could be potting soil, it could be vermiculite, but they need to be buried into some sterile medium in a frost-free, dark location. Okay. Okay, so a cool root cellar is optimal, but uh, any any cellar works, it's just got to be dark and frost-free. And then, of course, next uh, March or April, we'll dig them up and we'll pot them up into pots and get them growing indoors before they go outside in May. Oh, you have to put them in pots before... Well, if you wait to put the yeah. tubers straight out once we're frost-free, then the fl- they won't flower till about August. So oh, if you want to get okay. them flowering early enough to really get the season out of them, you want to start them indoors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, before well, you right go, now, Nancy. They, oh, I'm sorry. All the leaves have turned black. Okay. So that's a light frost. Yep. Oh, okay. So I should still wait a bit. Sure. If there's flowers, still wait. Still wait until the till the it all kind of collapses. All right. All right. Good. Nancy, Thanks. before you go away, you are a first-time caller, and I got going on your intro so long <laughs> that I forgot to bring in the wind chimes. There they are for you. <laughs> you have your wings. <laughs> okay. I Thanks enjoy for, your show. Thanks okay. so much for calling. Thanks, Thanks for thank calling. You. All righty. You know she's never going to call again. I know. <laughs> what, <laughs> well a, what a way to be welcomed way to, to the show. Scare the callers, uh, Frank. Where are you calling from? To the, around the corner from? Oh God, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 
I know where Jane is. She's in Blue Water. Hey, Jane. Oh, good nice. morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I haven't talked to you for a long time, but I've been listening to you talk. Excellent. There you go. <laughs> Bet you have. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's called radio. You know, it's a funny thing. <laughs> it's wonderful. Okay. Um, I have a question for you, though. This summer, I was able to um, purchase and plant um, a number of young shrubs. I have hydrangeas, a burning bush, a mock orange, dwarf lilac, a rhododendron, and a snowball. Mm, I'm wondering, for the winter, overwintering, do I put shrub wrap on all of them? Do I get sandwich boards made to put over them? I'm not exactly sure how to protect them. They, okay. they grew very well from the planting. I haven't had any problem with growth or foliage color or flowering. They've just been wonderful, but okay, I want great. to save them. Okay, so hydrangea, mock orange, rhododendron, burning bush. Uh, what else was there in there? Snowball. Oh, the snowball, which is a viburnum. Okay. <clears throat> of all those plants, you can completely ignore them right from now until next spring, except oh. the rhododendron. Except okay. the rhododendron. That's right. The rhododendron okay. should not be left untouched or um, left alone for a couple reasons. First, I have to ask you some questions, though. Is the, how many hours of sunlight is the rhododendron getting right now? Uh, about six. Okay, so lots of sun. Is it also getting, <clears throat> excuse me, receiving a fair amount of wind? Sorry? Is it- wind. Is it in a windy location? Um, not particularly, no. Okay. But you see that sun beating down on the evergreen leaves of the rhododendron can be a problem when we get into the late winter. If the ground is frozen and the sun is is beating down in February, you know, late January, February, early March, plant can't access water from the frozen ground, but water is being evaporated out of its leaves because it's got those big leaves uh, when the sun is shining. So what, this one has really tiny leaves okay, right now. So it's probably what's called a PJM rhododendron, which is great because they're one of the tougher ones. And so how tall is it? Is it quite short? It's only about a foot it's tall? It's quite short. I would say it's about um, maybe at its tallest point, maybe a foot and a half. Okay. Yeah. It, it, to, but to, where they are located, all of them, they will be pretty much buried in snow. Okay, good. If, if you can be confident that those rhododendrons particularly are going to be covered in snow, then you have no worries. If you're oh. not 100% sure that there's really truly going to be snow on that rhododendron right through until March, I would get a couple of stakes around each of the rhododendron, four stakes, bang them okay. into the ground, wrap some burlap around the four stakes. Around the stakes, and okay. And so the burlap's not touching the plants. You're just putting a bit of a, almost a cylinder or a square cylinder around each plant, open at the top. And so you've got that all set up. Now, as the leaves start to drop, throw some leaves in on top of the rhododendrons, dry leaves, which will eventually get wet anyway, and then no worries. When the snow falls, it fills up on top of the leaves, and if for some reason the snow melts, you've still got that leaves. The leaves are still providing that protection from the sun and the dehydration or desiccation that the sun will cause. So it's all taken care of. My worry was the weight of the snow on top of all of them because they're young and they're they're thin branches. But I shouldn't worry about that. No, all these plants are going to drop their leaves. They're all deciduous shrubs except the rhododendron. 
So okay. all, they're all going to drop their leaves. So it doesn't matter how much snow because it's all going to just pass right through those, those young branches. And that's oh, fine. Okay. You know, you don't worry about, you know, big piles of snow around deciduous plants. It's, it, it's the roto that uh, certainly could get buried and broken. And again, that's where the, the building that sort of open-topped hut with the open leaves top. is, yeah. you know, that's the, with the burlap will certainly make a difference in terms of the survival and the beautiful flowers you will see next spring when you open this all up. Uh, you'll open it up typically, in, depending on the weather, in March, late March maybe. And all of a sudden in April, you've got tons of flowers on those rotos. It'll be right there. Thank you Gorgeous. so much. Oh, it you're very welcome. relieved my worries. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure. That's why I'm here. Have a great weekend. And Thank you, you very too. much, Jane. Thanks for your call. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye and have a, have a great weekend. They can collect it. Um, and I am so proud of James Patrick Dooley. I really? can't believe it. You are. Well, you know, we uh, a caller coming up in just a couple of moments. Called in about a portulaca, uh-huh. and he spelled it correctly. I think he, he paid attention. I know he did when he, I gave him know, the, the spelling I, lesson. I don't do this often, I, but I I doff my cap to you, my friend. He had it like porch, P O R C H. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. it sounds like portulaca. Portulaca. It's, well, you don't you don't call it portulaca. Now I want to paint my Porsche. <laughs> oh no, the nine eleven. Oh no. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, we're going to take a little bit of a break oh, okay. here. I but now, idea, you, know what, you know what it's time for? Yes, right? yes, it's, I know. You, you have to shill the, for the pill. Shill for the pill. Shill for the pill. All right, I'm on it. Okay, <laughs> so uh, what Frank is referring to, so, you know, lovely, it's such a lovely way there, is the fact that Sierra Sill is a completely natural mineral supplement that both Frank and I take to keep ourselves pain-free. Yes. We can move, we can dance, we can kickbox, oh, yeah. we can do whatever we want and not whine while we're doing it. So it just helps some, somehow, it just somehow makes the, the joints work better. Yep. And we're not even sure how it works, but it does work for us. It might work for you. 14-day uh, guarantee. If it's not working for you, all your money is returned, and that's how the number comes in. one eight seven seven joint 14 Kind of like WD-40 for the body. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. That's right. good. That's good. Or the tin man with the little, yeah. you know. <laughs> there you go. The little oil. Okay. Um. Uh, <clears throat> uh, or you can check them on the web, sierrasill.ca. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Do everything around here. I He's just like well, yelling at me. <laughs> I'm that tall. Well, you're trying to sign on my my uh, top secret yeah, uh, information email, and, and well, you she's whispered got, it to me because it's, it's, it's so F top dot <laughs> pro, not not F comma Proctor. No wonder you couldn't get anyway. Gee, hi, uh, Angela. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to the remaining few minutes of the Garden Show. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I was quite interested when I, I tuned in and, and heard the lady talking about portulacas growing in her patio. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had a window box on our south-facing wall with portulacas and two little portulaca mm. plants. And for five years since... We have beautiful portulacas growing through our whole patio. Uh, 
Same, so same thing. It's all started with two little plants in a box, and before you knew yeah. it, they had and spread. Yeah, and I don't do anything to them. I don't water them, no. and in the fall, I don't even dare to sweep them off. Yeah. I'm so yeah. scared that they might not come back. Well, there you go. So that's so for five years you've been doing you've been getting. Yeah, them. five years. So that bodes well for Joan, who calls from Brampton. For, yeah, that, that hers will come back as well. Yeah. You know, that now, were, that I'm were, wondering, does it have something to do with the limestone underneath the patio stones? Um, no, it probably has more to do with the very good drainage beneath the patio oh, stones. Oh, I see. I would say. Okay. It actually, as far as I recall, Portulaca probably doesn't like the lime. It would prefer a much more neutral pH. Oh, really? And the lime, of course, bumps the pH up well above neutral. Oh. But it's the drainage that the Portulaca loves. And, of course, it loves the sun as well. Yeah. All right, so after this wet, cool summer, it's great that the Portulaca came back for you, for, for both yeah. of you. So that's brilliant. And I'm not surprised it would come up in the patio. Yeah, but it reminds and, me and of a, now they're spreading onto the pathway. Too, uh, so. Yeah, and if you're okay with that, why not? Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. I just leave it, and everybody comes here, just admires it. Thinks so. you planted them all. How'd you get that in there? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Taking credit for things. it, too, I'll bet. Yeah. Well, and oh. You wouldn't believe how many thousands of alyssum plants I pull every year, which, again, is an annual flower. Mm. Really? But I have alyssum that seeds itself. I've never planted alyssum once at my house. It oh. was there when I moved in 20 years ago, and it comes up every year, millions of plants. And wow. I pull up, you know, thousands, but I allow it to grow in certain areas. And it's so fragrant in August yeah. and September. That's why they call it sweet alyssum. And there's, I have such a quantity of it that it's just an amazing fragrance. The, all yeah. the beneficial insects love it. It's just buzzing with little insects. Oh, and it's great. It reflects the sun away. It acts like a mulch, a living yeah. mulch. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's wonderful when the annuals will do that for yeah, us. Yeah, it is. It and is. we take the credit. Like, we're, like, really yeah. good gardeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Thanks so much for your call. You're welcome. And Bye-bye. hands off to you to take, keep, keep taking that credit, too, because yeah. it's hard enough to come by exactly. as a gardener. huh? Well, I guess. Well, for me. Yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah, well, That's why you're the under, 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 uh, under gardener. Right, all right. You know what? Yeah. We're in the last minute of yes, the show. Yes, we are. So and, what's uh, the plan, Stan? What are you the doing? Plan, the plan, Stan, is, um, <laughs> well... I'm going to take off for a little bit. Uh, my buddy John and I are. He's probably, going to take you out for breakfast. Is uh, he? We we had breakfast at home actually. Wow, we you're had, up early. We had uh, uh, what the heck was it? Croissant, uh, croissant. and uh, a banana, and coffee. Oh, wonderful! And so we'll delay lunch a little bit. And okay. we'll, maybe have go lunch. for a jog or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a, a marathon, yeah. the waterfront marathon. You could go down there. And sure, I could do work that. Work off some calories. I, I could do croissant that. Croissant for breakfast. <laughs> I couldn't do that. <laughs> hey, have a uh, wonderful day yourself. Well, and you're back early. again after lunch doing another... Yes, 2.30, two I'll be back with Grants International. Okay. How to get money back from the government. That Excellent. You pay the taxes, so uh, we like telling folks how to do that. That's great. And uh, then from 3.30 to 5, it's uh, James Patrick Dooley and myself with oh, some uh, wonderful take... music for you. and uh, Another yeah. takeover of the studio. I know, Excellent. I know. <laughs> well, you have a wonderful weekend. I will see you, obviously, next week. I personally am heading off to Prince Edward County after oh, the show. yes, Taking great. the bicycles, hoping it's not going to be too cold. Go out and get some biking done, drink some cider, eat some apple pie. All Say hi to my friends stuff. at Lake of the Mountain. Not I'm not going that far. I'm going oh, to Wellington, oh, Consequon oh, right. area. And, oh, yeah. uh, but no Close. worries. I'm, it's yep. my good friend's birthday, so we're having a bit of a party for oh, her tomorrow. Heather, go. Lindsay, I'll oh, let geez. that out of the bag right yeah, now. Yeah, well, speaking of, she'll bring your wine bag up yeah, there. Yeah, that'll be bringing that too. grass <laughs> looking for something. All God. right. Well, thank you so much, James Patrick Dooley. Thank you so much, Franklin Proctor. Thank Couldn't you, really Charlie. do this and have so much fun without you. And, of course, couldn't do any of it without the great callers. See you all again next week.
This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.